Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 157, how focusing on yourself improves your relationships. Today, I have my husband, James, joining me. This episode is in honor of our eight-year wedding anniversary. We wanted to talk a little bit about what we've learned about focusing on ourselves and even being a little bit selfish and how that improves your actual relationship itself, your relationship in marriage, your relationship with team members, all of the relationships in your life will be improved when you focus on yourself. Now, I know that that's counterintuitive for a lot of people. Most of us have been taught to put others first and that that's the secret to a lifelong lasting marriage, right? Happy wife, happy life. What we've learned is that it's actually essential that you focus on what brings you joy, what makes you happy, what improves your health, and all of that will in turn improve your relationships. So we're sharing a couple of the things that have worked for us in our relationship to support you in having an awareness around what you can start to tweak and transform in order to create, whether it's marriage success, whether it's team success, anything that you're looking to improve upon relationship-wise, this is a great episode to dive into. So let's do it. This episode was sponsored by the I Heart My Life Mastermind. The I Heart My Life Mastermind is perfect for you if you already have a business and you're looking to scale. We cover tons of different topics. We cover marketing strategy, revenue planning, team processes, everything you need in terms of mindset, high performance, really taking care of yourself as well as your business, events, publicity. We literally have seven coaches under one umbrella to support you and give you the answers to all of your burning questions. We host regular weekly workshops where you get your personal questions answered. We have retreats. You have a private Slack channel where you get to ask questions 24-7. You have an extensive resource bank that helps you put in place our cash method in your own business and much, much more. This is one of the most inventive programs around. I don't know anyone else offering the service that we provide. So if you are interested in growing your business and transforming your life, definitely book a call with us to learn more. Go to iHeartMyLifeBooking.com and learn more about the I Heart My Life Mastermind. Welcome to the show, James. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, my love. (laughs) So today I was inspired to have you on for a few reasons. One of which is I remember back in the day before starting I Hurt My Life, I heard somebody say that starting a business is the best personal development course you can ever do because you learn so much about yourself. You learn your likes, your dislikes, obviously your fears and insecurities, things that you need to improve upon. And I also think the same is true about marriage. You learn so much about yourself by being in such an intimate relationship and a long-term relationship. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about how we've been able to grow together and as individuals as well on this journey of marriage, but also on a journey of being husband and wife who work together and have worked together for nearly seven years now. So I want to dive into all of that today and just give our listeners a really clear understanding of the way in which we kind of make it work and some of the things that we've learned along the way. Sounds amazing. What a journey. Yes. 
So one of the things that we learned when we worked with our relationship coach a few years ago, Marla Mattinson, was that the individual is just as important as the couple. And she even had um, one-on-one sessions with each of us throughout our time together. It wasn't just our couple sessions. And I thought that that was really powerful and important to kind of point out and, and to um, showcase first and foremost in this episode, because I think a lot of people think that when you get married, it's supposed to be two becoming one. And ultimately, I don't think either of us see it as that. No, not at all. And I think that's why, and we'll dive into the reasons why in a bit, I'd imagine, but that's why um, our relationship has grown together, um, you know, in you know, with the business and with moving so many times and, 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 and getting to know ourselves is that ultimately we've discovered who we are as individuals so that we can grow, you know, alongside each other. And I think that's a key distinction to, you know, becoming one. I know that, you know, quite often you might hear someone say that he's my everything or she's my everything. When you really, you completely yeah, when you really consider that concept of someone else being your everything, really think about that. Because if you're not your everything, how on earth can you expect to 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 be making the choices that are going to make you happy? If you can't be your everything and you're putting that on someone else, you're taking your own power away to resolve the inevitable challenges that come along with life. Totally. And it's the same thing with your business being your everything or success being your everything. If that's ever not there, then it is a slippery slope. It's like, you know, you're the main person that you can depend upon. And so that relationship with yourself has to be paramount. Mm -hmm. So what would you say you've learned about yourself over the years that's been really key to also developing a healthy relationship? Well, I think the first thing that I learned um, was that especially when we first met and I was, you know, I was in my last career, which I was very grateful for. Um, but I learned that I was very extrinsically motivated. And what I mean by that was that I was very motivated by getting, um, praise or reward or something coming to me from the outside to fill me up. Um, and that showed its head by, you know, me constantly wanting to change what I was doing within my career or me constantly searching out, uh, something else or someone else to, you know, to, to fill me up. And um, I guess that when we, especially when we, we just made this decision to run a business together, I very much realized that when I'd let go of what I thought I should be doing in my previous career and started listening to the inside, listening to what actually made me happy, um, I felt a huge amount of responsibility and fear because it was something that I hadn't really thought about before, that actually the liberating feeling of it's all down to you, you're fully responsible for everything that you experience in life is exciting and also very, very scary. Um, And that's really the beginning of the journey of me and how I played a part in what is now us. Yeah. And I think that happens with all of our clients. We were talking a little bit about in particular, you know, some of our coaching programs where our clients come in and they have the desire to start a business and they want to know all about the strategy. But ultimately what we believe is that this is a holistic process. And so we want them to be very clear around, you know, what is it that you actually want? What do you desire for your life? And 
What can you do to take care of yourself? Because you always say you're your first client, you're your most important client. And so we focus a lot on who they are and what it is that's going to bring them joy and really fulfill them almost regardless of the business, because we want them to really tune in with what those things are that are going to fill them up. And then like you said, say everything else is just a bonus. Right. And and this is a great you know question to bounce back to you, Emily, in that one of the things that is still surprising to me when you ask one of our clients, when we first meet them, what is it that you want and what makes you happy? It's not an easy question for them to answer. Because most people aren't thinking about what makes them happy. They're thinking about what they need to bring in to have success. But if you ask them, well, well, what makes you happy that exists in your life right now? What do you, you know, what do you want? It's it's a challenging uh, question. I know that it was challenging for you. You were always ambitious, but if someone was to ask, you know, what makes you happy, um, it would be always something that's far out of reach in the future that you're aiming towards. And I think that that's a common challenge with especially with driven um, entrepreneurial minded people who have, who have big goals is that they lose a little bit of attachment to the now, um, which is obviously really important for understanding who you are right now so that you can design who it is you're going to become. Yeah. And that kind of pertains to one of the things that I definitely learned about myself as an individual through this process and through being married. I learned that, I need to stop making myself wrong. And oftentimes I have judgments around how much I'm working. And I even said to you a few weeks ago, I was upstairs, like just organizing the bathroom and cleaning up stuff in the bedroom. And I was rushing because I didn't want you to think that I was working. And ultimately, that's a judgment of myself and has nothing to do with you. And like you and I always talk about, sometimes we have these conversations with each other in our minds, but not actually have the conversation. And it's all just judgments we have about the way that we're show about the way we're showing up. And and mine is normally around how much I'm working and what is James going to think? And am I spending enough time with James? And is he going to think I'm a workaholic and all these judgments that are frankly exhausting and not helpful to me or our relationship? No, and that, that's, I mean, for everyone listening, that's a really great place to start is to start listening to where are you judging other people uh, and their thoughts about you? Um, and just take a look at that because when we, you know, when we have judgments about what other we think other people are thinking about us, it's really, um, it's really the judgments we have about ourselves. We all have them. We all have insecurities um, for whatever reasons that lead us to um, be, you know, to change our speed and change change who we are to try and fit in with something. Um, and on the outside looking in, it kind of looks like, oh, well, she cares and she wants to spend time with me. And that's a wonderful thing. But really, it's self-harm because you're making yourself wrong for something that, that actually has nothing to do with, as you said, with anyone else. Um, and that even, even if I did think you were working too much, how you feel about the way you work is the important thing, not how I feel about it. It's how you feel about it. Because if we can just own who we are, um, then everything else is a conversation with other people and how we can make that work. 
But if we're shifting between what we believe and what we think other people believe, it's this messy conversation in our own heads that isn't going to lead to anything but exhaustion um, and potentially a bad relationship. Totally. And I think a lot of people, they hear us talking about this and they're like, oh yeah, well, that's all well and good. Both of you want to grow together. Both of you are um, doing personal development work. You're both in the coaching space. So of course, you're going to expand and grow and improve personally um, alongside one another. And I think that that's a really important point because one of the honest reasons why we wanted to re- or why I wanted to record this episode is because we've actually seen examples firsthand of people who don't grow together. Even within our team, we have team members come in and there's been two in particular in the last few years where they come into our company just to do a job, but they end up doing their own personal development work. They end up um, seeing firsthand the material in our programs. And they ultimately ask themselves what they want from their lives. And they move forward with their dreams. They start to transform their mindset. They start to do some of the the mindset work that we're talking about here today. And ultimately, their partner is no longer aligned with them. And we've actually seen two marriages and in divorce because of some of the work that they've done at I Heart My Life. And that seems really weird to say. We're not obviously promoting people breaking up. But we do find that not every couple or not everyone is willing to do the work. And so sometimes one person is further along and one person does kind of lead the the um, lead down the path. And it's up to the other person to decide, you know what, I'm willing to rise to the occasion, I'm willing to transform, or, you know, maybe it's not actually the right fit anymore. Right. I mean, when you think about, um, especially couples that get together when they're in their early 20s, or even younger, um, I don't know about you, Emily, although I'm pretty sure I'm not the same person I was when I was 20. There may be some characteristics uh, that I've always had for sure. But I certainly didn't know my own mind to the extent that I do now. I didn't know what I wanted, what I was here to do. And so I I can see that a lot of the choices that I made when I was 20 weren't in alignment with who I am now. They led me there. Um, This is where we need to be really kind of like curious about about relationships in general, that... they don't have to last forever if they're not right. That's not a bad thing. And, you know, when people discover who they really are, um, it's a wonderful sensation. When you know what now what you really, really want and what it takes to get there, that's a wonderful thing. And sometimes, though, it comes at the cost of recognizing that you've committed to something or someone or a situation that is no longer in alignment, whether that be a relationship, whether that be a job. You know, I had 12 years in a career that I was so grateful for, but I just, it fell out of alignment with me being the best version of me. And I made myself wrong from, for that choice uh, many, many times until the day I'd made the decision to say, do you know what, this, this chapter's over. And when you make that decision, as we've seen clients do with relationships or other choices, you know it's right. And that's when you start finding out who you really are. 
Yeah, I think that leads me to one of my second big ahas um, as an individual in a relationship like ours. And that is just to be honest and to speak my truth. And I know that when we worked with Marla, she talked about exquisite honesty and not making anything wrong. And this is something that you and I definitely practice. And of course, there are still moments where we don't feel amazing about it. I know for me, I need a lot of space and I need to be on my own much more than you do. And so I've had to be really open about when I'm experiencing those moments, times where I actually want to sleep in the guest room instead of our bed together, times where I just want to watch TV or be on my computer in another room in the evenings or whatever it is, even times like when I want to go and stay in a hotel on my own. And that might sound really weird for people listening. But we work together all the time. And honestly, it has nothing to do with you and our relationship. It's more about me and my needs and wanting some space and wanting to um, be on my own to, I don't know the, the correct phrase, but introverts, like I don't get energy from being around other people. I actually have to go away and be on my own to kind of regenerate and to recoup from any sort of stress or you know, period of time that has been challenging. Whereas you, you're fueled by other people. And so one of the ways that I've had to kind of honor myself is just speak my truth about what I need in the moment. Yeah, so, so important. And, and there'll be people listening to this that if they're really honest with themselves are putting up with situations because they feel it's what they have to do. When, when you think about it, asking your, your other half or just saying to your other half, do you know what? I would really like to just spend tonight um, on my own in the spare room just to recoup. There's, there's like nothing wrong with that. But when you think about the energy that sometimes that comes out with, when we make something wrong in our minds, it comes out with in a, in a, in a negative, attacky, blamey kind of a way, Right. There's, very, there's two ways of saying, I could say, you know, I really need some space tonight. I'm just going to read a book and I'm just going to be on my own um, in the room tonight. Okay. So I hope that's okay. Have a lovely evening. And then there's, I don't want to be around you. You're getting in my way. You're too loud. You're too noisy. You talk too much. I'm going to go and spend the, you know, the, the other, the rest of the night in this room. When we find ourselves attacking like that, it's because in our own minds, we're making things wrong. And where me and Emily have come to um, this great place is, having a discussion like grown-ups and just being honest about what it is we need to be happy. Um, and it's such a beautiful place to be because it means that there is no wrong action. If it's something that you deeply desire, whether it's time on your own or um, time together, just being honest about it opens up discussion. And, and Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that a successful relationship, whether it be a team member or an intimate relationship, is all about communication and not about judgment. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, people have grown up in certain ways. For me, I never saw my parents sleep apart, even when they were like one of them was sick and they were coughing all night. It was like, oh no, we're married. We need to sleep together. And I don't even know that that was a conscious decision, but they had extra rooms. And looking back, it doesn't make sense to me because you and I both know also, this is something else we learned that protecting our sleep is one of the most important things we can do mm. because believe me, if I haven't had any sleep, our marriage is not going to be that strong because I'm going to be in a bad mood all the time and I'm not going to be showing up as my best self. So anyway, that's kind of going down a bit of a tangent. But 
I think we all have these rules in our minds about what relationships are supposed to look like, how we're supposed to behave. And then, of course, there's gender roles. And it's just in our perspective, the most important thing has been to be honest and to honor ourselves and to essentially put ourselves first. That really That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. I mean, here's a concept for everyone to consider sit down and really think about the relationship you have with yourself. Like really think about it. How kind are you to yourself? How forgiving are you to yourself? You know, and now relate that to any of the problems that you've got in uh, the relationships in your life, because you'll see some, some uh, connection there. The relationship you have with yourself is a, you know, is reflected in everything that you put energy into in your lives, whether it be another relationship or a business you know, resentment for anyone or anything else is, is merely, um, you know, your inner self recognizing how much you're not giving to yourself. That's all that is, right? Judgment of other people is just judgment of yourself if you were to act in a certain way based on what you've been taught or what you've believed. If you, if you focus on the relationship you have with yourself and make that loving and caring and nurturing, you'll find that, that you show up very, very differently in the relationships in your life. Um, and there, there is the key, really. That's so true. I remember asking one of our coaches, I said, why do you think I'm so hard on other people? And she said, because you're hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that throughout the years, the times where my expectations are, you know, out of control for myself, I show up in that same way with team members and clients and, you know, expect perfection and, and, and really have, um, yeah, just some crazy expectations and judgments. And that's when I'm also showing that stuff and, and showing myself the same or reflecting the same thing back to myself. Yeah, it's the it's the um the trap of the shoulds as I call it. You know, they should, he should, she should, it should. And it's all these shoulds that we put out there about how we think the world should be. Um mm-hmm. and if we can just replace that with curiosity, hmm, why does she do that? Or why does that happen? Or why do they do that? That curiosity leads us to a discussion. And a discussion leads us to a solution. And then we move on. Love it. So what other personal shifts have you made that have really helped improve our relationship? I would say, well, in really coming back down to the relationship with herself is also recognizing that the way that someone else succeeds, the, the, the process that they use, the, you know, what they need to be effective and efficient and productive may be different to yours. And so Emily and I are very different in the way that we work. Um, Emily is like, she can sit there and work and focus without, without being distracted for hours, like a, you know, just so zoned in. Um, whereas the way I work, I have to stop and then start and then stop and then start. And it's just owning that there's no, it's not a problem. When you find what your recipe is for being effective, it's really important you own that because if you don't and you try and replicate how other people are working or dressing or showing up because you think it works for them, it must work for you. You're going to find yourself walking an unauthentic path and it will not work for you. So discovering you know, the way in which you move effectively is going to just make you a much more happy, successful person. And then you get to figure out, okay, how do these two different 
modalities fit together in a relationship. Um, so for me, it was really, you know, understanding how is it that I move and throughout my day to have a successful day as me? And then how can I communicate that to Emily and to my team so that they know how to request something from me or they know how to communicate with me that's different to another team member or another relationship? Yeah, I love this conversation because it also applies to so much more than marriage. And one of our big kind of learnings for the past year or two has been how to develop a team, how to mentor people on the team, how to create a company culture, and really understand just how to work closely with people. Because for so long, you know, it was you and me, we had a little bit of help with VAs, but now we're actually building a company. And so all of this definitely applies to marriage, it applies to relationships with family, as well as team members, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's huge. I mean, it, that, this is the thing. But for, for people out there that are listening to this purely because they're curious about, you know, having a successful relationship, relationships are relationships. And I think any good team, whether it's two individuals or, or 50 in a team, all great teams are made up of individuals who are authentic and owning their mastery uh, to, to, you know, to the best of their ability. And then the skill is to take those individuals and match them in a way that, that creates a result. Um, Emily and I's differences uh, are why we work together really well, because where Emily might fall short, that's a strength of mine. Where I fall short, that's a strength of Emily's. And when we're not making each other wrong for that, we've come, we've come together and now learned to utilize those strengths for, for how they can benefit us, not only personally, but professionally. Yeah. And I think one of the things that stops people from having, um, you know, growth-based relationships is they're worried about what will happen if they focus on themselves and if they are their true self and if they move forward with the thing that really makes them happy. And ultimately, I think you have to ask yourself, do you really want to be in a relationship that is based on a lie or based on you not being authentic or based on you not being honest? That's not an actual healthy bonded relationship. That's just, it, it, it's not true. It's, it's a farce. And I know I'm being kind of harsh here, but I, I think that, you know, staying in something like that, that is um, out of alignment is far scarier than actually speaking your truth. And sometimes I think one person um, gets inspired or motivated before the other person. We are individuals. And so it's not like all of our timings are precise and, and, you know, everything happens at the same moment for both of us. And I know for me, I discovered coaching and this whole space before you, James. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, me moving forward with this and starting to do this work really inspired you. Yeah. And there could have been a point where I thought, oh no, like what is James going to think? And I'm going to be a different person. And of course, I've had my own fears. But I want people to really remember that even if your spouse or whoever it is doesn't get it right away, they're still watching and they're still absorbing and there's still time for them to make a decision that they too want to grow and start to transform. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, everything you're saying just kind of reminds me of everyone knows that phrase that marriages take work, right? And it's true, they do. But I think sometimes the assumption is the work is what am I doing wrong for that person or what could I be doing better for that person when in fact the work really and is is how you is you growing together but understanding we all change a bit as we grow 
So the work is where is taking responsibility, really? What am I doing? You know, how am I showing up out of, out of, out of authenticity, out of alignment, incongruently to the best version of me in this relationship? Um, what, what can I do to be more authentic and how can I bring that honest conversation of my needs, um, to my partner? Um, that's the work, uh, because if we're not allowing each other to, to change our minds and grow and, and have ambitions, then we're stunting each other. And if you stunt each other, then you, you, you're stopping each other from growing. Um, and that's the beauty when you get it right is growing together is a dance, right? And like any dance, it can be complicated at times and every now and then you trip. But when you develop the, the bounce back ability and the curiosity rather than judgment, then you, you find all sorts of new nuances and chapters that, that lead you to places in your relationship that you maybe never even considered possible. Yeah. And you just made me think about something. I think that a lot of times we have this opinion that us focusing on ourselves is selfish. And I was just thinking about, you know, times where maybe I've gone and done a workout and, you know, you were kind of on your own and we didn't have quality time together because it was a really busy day or the times where like last night you went to bed super early. So we didn't spend the evening together. And some people might think, oh, that's selfish or that's going to hurt the relationship. But actually you taking care of yourself is the best thing that you can do for the relationship, not just from a health perspective, but obviously from a happiness perspective and a mindset perspective. And I think it's really attractive when your partner actually takes care of themselves and your partner is like, you know what? No, I really want to do this thing because it's going to bring me joy. Like there's really nothing more attractive than that Mm -hmm. versus somebody who is in a place of not feeling happy, not following their passion, not showing themselves love. And we all know the more we show ourselves love, the more others are going to show us love. Totally. Your capacity to receive love um, is reflected in your capacity to give love, right? Um, and, you know, when we, are, when we are fully topped up with, you know, the love and attention and the care that we paid ourselves, it's the bandwidth that we have to give love and support uh, for others is is exponentially greater. It just is. So if you're feeling like, you know, I just, you know, I, I didn't have the patience or the time to do that thing for that person, or I just, oh, I, could, I didn't want to answer the phone because I was too tired. Imagine if you took care of yourself so well that you never had to worry about the bandwidth uh, that, you, that you might currently worry about in a relationship because you had enough bandwidth, because you were cultivating that bandwidth within yourself by making sure you were listening to what you needed, which sometimes is, I want to go to bed early tonight. Love it. And not making anything wrong. So what are you most excited about for the next eight years? For the next eight years? Well, like I said, I think what what's wonderful is that there is no cap uh, or expectation of, of, you know, what could or couldn't happen. I feel like we discover new depths and and uh, flavors to our relationship all the time and working together and living together and having, you know, different passions and uh, different things that we're excited about. We get to learn new things about each other all the time. And, and so I love the mystery. I love the mystery of not knowing what it's going to be like to be a parent. What is it going to be like, you know, to, to have our next, you know, chapter in our, in a home and, you know, all the wonderful things that of, that aren't certain in life are the things that excite me the most, I think. How about you? 
Well, that's funny to hear you say that because for so often, you know, we've moved how many times in 10 years, six times or something like that, seven maybe. And we're all, we're like, oh, we want stability. We want to be, you know, in one place. And then the thing you're saying you're excited about is the unknown. (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean the adventure of it all for sure. You know, the, the stability of, of, of one house for a very long period of time is amazing. But even that there's an unknown there. There's like, well, what's it going to be like? You know, well, and I'm like, in- I want it for two years and you're like five years and I want it for two years. And then we move to the next house. Right. And so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For everyone, but our poor little cat for everyone listening has moved <laughs> six times since she's been alive. Bless her. Um, so she's done really, really well, but yeah, it, the, the, <laughs> the contradiction in my mind is the, the adventure. Um, but along with even, even the stability of one house that we own that that's ours for for a long period of time, even that's an adventure because it's, a, it's an unknown thing. Right. So, so that's kind of what I mean, you know, the new experiences yeah. that, we're, that we're excited to share. Yeah. No, I'm excited for that as well. Definitely owning a home and putting down some roots. Um, definitely excited to see you as a father and experience that whole chapter. Um, just, you know, obviously all the business stuff and the next chapter for the business and continuing to grow and impact the world. So I'm excited. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Well, thank you for everyone listening. We hope you loved this episode and that it gave you a little bit of insight into creating first and foremost, a positive, strong, healthy relationship with yourself and how that leads to having an incredible relationship with your spouse or anyone else in your life. I hope you loved today's episode. One of the things I hope is obvious is that this is work we do in all of our programs with our clients. Not only do we help them build incredible coaching businesses, we also support them in transforming their mindset and putting themselves first. This in turn improves their relationships. They become more authentic. They have closer connections to their partners and to their team members and friends and family. And ultimately, they have more joy in their life because they're putting themselves first and taking care of their health and their own mindset and happiness level. If this is something you're craving, if you want this type of transformation, go to IHurtMyLifeBooking.com, book a call with us, learn more about how we can support you not only in your business, but in your life transformation, because you deserve to create a life that's better than your dreams. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.